to the Full Sport Press Podcast, featuring hosts Jay Hove, Chef, Wheezy, and Coach Locke. Please enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations. I would like to welcome everybody back and some of you for the first time to the Full Sport Press Podcast, the premier sports podcast for the consummate sports fan. And this is your one-stop shop for all sports-related news and topics. I am Jay Hove. It's your boy, Big Jeff. Wheezy in the middle. Say what's up. We say... What it do, what it do, a.k.a. Slim Wheezy, a.k.a. Veggie Wheezy. I'm back. Coach, I'm back in the building. Say what's up. <laughs> what's up, man? <laughs> My boy Wheezy said he, on, he back on the veggies, right, man. man. Right, <laughs> veggie Wheezy. Trying to feel good. Feel good, yeah. man, you know? That's How's it. everybody doing this quarantine, man? Another quarantine episode, FSP. How's everybody? Man, about to get this hair braided. We in there. Get that thing braided for sure. Episode 316, we are ranking the top seven NFL quarterback and wide receiver duos heading into the 2020 NFL season. FSP style. Always FSP style. (laughs) You better damn know it. You better damn believe it. Let's kick it off. Best of the week. Yeah, we go. Best of the week, fellas. Who wants to go first? Shout out to Becky Lynch, man. Becky Lynch made her acting debut. On the episode of Billions this week, the season premiere of Billions. So the man, Becky Lynch, made her acting debut. I was definitely happy about that. She's going to keep it with the, the wrestler, man. John Cena surprises Garrett, a kid that has Down syndrome. It was his birthday, so we surprised him with a, a custom belt and some signed gear. And I, I had two. Got two. I mean, the kid name wasn't Garrett, but it's another kid named Garrett who bench pressed. 355 pounds. What? Which gives him the lead for the heaviest bench at his school. Ooh. Ooh. Weight room. That's a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight, boy. Grown men can't hit that. Oh, what you got, Weezy? What you got? My uh, best of the week, man, is uh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> my Titans, man. We got, a, uh, we got a Monday night football game. We got a couple primetime games this year. I'm not, I'm not too happy about it, but we got two prime. Kicking off the first half with some NFL schedule talk. So I'll ask those questions once we get there. For sure, it's a good one. Uh, My best of the week is Alex Smith's Project 11 documentary. Never really banged with Alex Smith as a 49ers fan. Uh, Me and Coach Locke used to trash him religiously. Um, Now I have some of the most utmost respect for this guy. Everybody has to watch this documentary. It is insane. If you've ever had a surgery, something that, really resonates with you and it woof man it's rough man but everybody definitely needs to watch it's a really good documentary on ESPN for sure great documentary man I feel the same way man I, I I hate that I didn't root for him now when he was a 49 after watching this documentary man fact for sure worst of the week Jeff right back to you what you got um worst of the week kind of piggybacking off what you said your best of the week was Jay so in the real real group chat everybody knows this dark place um out of nowhere somebody just posts the picture of Alex Smith's leg. In the oh, yeah, I see that. You don't want to wake up to that. Like, that, you know, I'm, I'm so happy Alex Smith is pulling through. I hope he gets to continue his career in the NFL, whatever he needs to do. But, man, you do not want to see a still shot of that to start your morning. That was wrong. That was man, listen, I tried to tell him, too. I, I, I was still up when he posted the picture. And I said, hey, man, don't post. You gonna, I said, you're going to spoil it, first of all, because everybody ain't seen it. And he took the picture down, but it was too late. The damage had already been done. Coach Locke, what you got? Worst of the week? Uh, Jeff's boy Lonzo Ball in the weight room, man. I don't know what he was doing. Now, I do know that wasn't a regular 45-pound bench bar. I do know that. Sure wasn't, uh, I, could, I couldn't really tell what he had on each side. It looked like it might have been a 35 or 25 and maybe a 10. I could be wrong because that wasn't a regular size bar, like I said. So the weights could be different. But it didn't look good. He should have kept that for himself 
in the tuck in his own videos because that didn't do him no justice. The form was trash. <laughs> Getting up yelling after he finished was trash. Like, oh, that was, can't defend that one, Coach. You're right. That's my guy, but I can't defend that one. That was, uh, that was rough, man. He, he let the light skins down right there, Coach. He did. He did. Worst of the week, Weezy, what you got? Worst of the week, man, I'm right back to NFL, man. Uh, They're dropping the pass interference where you can uh, challenge it, man, after one year. They got all those cameras and everything. Why are you gonna drop that? That that it causes teams ball games. Because they never got it right. Even when they had the chance to reverse some of those calls, they still got it wrong. Man. So, yeah, that was. It's like they, it's like they didn't want to reverse none of them unless it was outlandishly blatant. Yeah. Uh, my worst of week just happened in our pre-production. Uh, there's a versus battle that is about to go down on Saturday between uh, the great Erica Badu and the great Jill Scott. And in between that and pre-production, I stepped out. I came back, and I heard a ruckus going on. I said, what, what happened? He said, Coach Locke said, man, we don't know who the hell Erica Badu and Jill Scotty is, man. I said, well, I will be damned. The R&B king, Weezy Wee, you don't know who the hell Erica Badu and Jill Scotty is. Defend yourself. Put your hands up, Weezy. It, it, that's not true. I know exactly who Jill Scott and Erica Badu is. Exactly. Give me, give me one Jill Scott song right now. Give me now. Nah, give me three Jill Scott songs right now. Right now. I can't, give me three off the top. Of, three off the top of your head. Uh, I don't know the names of Jill Scott songs. I can sing them. Give me one. Give me two. Sing two. Oh, <laughs> uh, what Jill Scott? She got the. Let's take a long walk across. That's one. That's one. Okay. That's one. That's one. Okay. Um. I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's all. Right. Yeah, it's done. It's over. We appreciate you. Um, stat of the week. Shout out to Bryce for another fine. Man, that was Weezy. bad, Weezy. In 2003, the Houston Texans beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 24 to 6. The crazy part about this is the Steelers had 422 yards of total offense compared to the Texans. 47. Pittsburgh had 24 first downs compared to the Texans three, and they still lost 24 to six. Man, shout out to Bryce for that fine. It looks like a game of our uh, Realville Madden. Um, somebody had a whole bunch of passing yards and a whole bunch of defensive turnovers, and I'm gonna leave it there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, while you're doing that, y'all guys, check out. Us on iTunes, Facebook, IG, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Beyond Pod, YouTube, and of course the SoundCloud page to catch up on the full archive of past episodes of FSP. How do you do that? Just search for Sport Press Podcast. After you do that, make sure you go check out the On Day TV hip hop podcast of Animal Brown and Spike Blue every Wednesday. This lady issue is up right now. The Drake Dark Lane demo tapes album review. Have you guys checked that out yet? It's a bunch of throwaway songs. Just on the strength that he, those were leaked songs that he was like, you know what, I should make some money for them since they've all leaked to the internet. And it is some really good songs on there. People are really tough on Drake, man. It's a really good album. I like the project. I second that. I like the project. I think it's better than one of his real albums. Myself. I, you know, I'm probably the least favorite Drake fan in the group. And I, and I can tolerate this album. I can tolerate it. I can see why, but I do see why some people are saying they don't like it, though. But I can follow it. Yeah, it's it's straight to me. It's it's doing a job it needs to do, just keeping out in the public, putting some more music out. Like I said, some of them throwaways, but it's just a buffer till he gets his real album out. Jay, am I outlandish for saying it's better than More Life? No, I can see that because there's a lot of Caribbean Drake on More Life. So I can see that somebody saying that. Dark time for Drake when he was uh, <laughs> Rastafari and Drake. <laughs> oh man, fresher than your average, man. Me and my dog Animal Brown is a self-help fashion podcast directly related to improving everyday fashion. We had a live pre-show to unveil our YouTube exclusive Can't Leave Home Without It. Dropped on Friday night. Each week for the next two more weeks, we'll unveil a new episode only for YouTube. Simply search youtube.com slash realville. The very first episode is featuring our very own Animal Brown directly for the culture. Where your kicks, man? Cop response. Solid episode, man. I like what y'all doing with that. Um, I do think I do think Spike Lee need to be on there next, though. Next season, guy has Spike Lee on there. You know, got to get Lou and his Gucci on there. 100%. Yeah, that's that's all, that's the only reason I'm there. Cause Gucci Lou, Gucci Lou, show out. <laughs>
Go to 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 Universal Championship. Braun Strowman is the champion versus Bray Wyatt. He's not the fiend Bray Wyatt. He's just Bray Wyatt in this match. Jay, who gets the W? Braun Strowman, for sure. Weezy. I'm going with Brett Wyatt. Who is Brett Wyatt? It's Bray Wyatt, but we in there, though. And Coach Lock, <laughs> who you got? Um, Reluctantly, I'm going to say Strowman, too. I don't see him losing the belt that quick. He just won it in the WrestleMania, but should be Bray, though. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, in the WWE Championship match, Seth Rollins versus the champion Drew McIntyre. Coach Lott, who you got? Got to go back to Seth Rollins for sure. Mm, Seth Rollins, okay. Jay? Give me Seth Rollins for sure, man. Give me Seth, 100%. Weezy? I'm going Drew McIntyre, Bobby. I'm going to stick with Drew McIntyre myself. And... <laughs> All right. And the main event of the evening is the Money in the Bank a ladder match. So in the women's match, we have Shayna Baszler, Oscar, Nia Jax, Lacey Evans, and Camelia, I'm sorry, and Carmella, excuse me, and Dana Brooke. Now, what this means is if you win the Money in the Bank ladder match, you get to hold the contract to cash in to, to fight the champion of your choice at any time you want. Who gets the W? Weezy. Carmella. J-Ho. Give me Shayna Baszler. Good choice. Coach Lott. Oscar, yeah. Yeah, good choice. Um, reluctantly, I'm going to say Shayna Baszler. I want to say Nia Jax, but I think Shayna Baszler as well. And the main, now the real main event of the evening, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, Alistair Black, King Corbin, Rey Mysterio, and my guy represent for Husky Nation, young Otis. It's the men's money in the back ladder match. Coach Lott. Yeah, I'm going Daniel Bryan. Weez. AJ Styles. Oh, give me Daniel Bryan, man. My guy. That's the same dude. Yes. Yes. I am going Alistair Black. Ah, shit. We all lost. (laughs) We all wrong. (laughs) No, it's it's good. The possible choice is AJ Styles. The bidding choice right now online is AJ Styles. But I think they're going to swerve us a little bit going Alistair Black. Kids, keep your social media feeds open on Monday. We have an announcement regarding FSP and wrestling moving forward. So keep that open on Monday. D Black, I ain't touching that shit with a 10 foot pole. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Oh, man. Now, tune us with questions throughout the week in full sport press. Don't forget to comment. Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page, on the iTunes page. Please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a friend that the revolution will be podcasted. And before we get started with the first half, Weezy, do you have a yellow box of Cheerios or Warriors Simpia for the listeners? I do have a yellow box. This week's yellow box goes to Roquan Smith. It is 100%. Chicago Bears linebacker Roquan Smith. The nation is enduring one of its toughest times in our history. Roquan isn't doing exactly what he's supposed to do. You're helping out his fellow human beings while most of us should be hanging in our homes, practicing social distancing, quarantining as much as we can in order to stop the spread of the coronavirus. Raquan Smith had other things in mind. I mean, it appears that he is enjoying himself on a yacht, specifically a party boat somewhere sunny and tropical and doing, doing this with porn stars. Yep. Roquan Smith posted a photo of himself porn star Abella Danger and later deleted it. It's almost as if he realized that a little bit later, hey, probably wasn't a good idea. The photo showed up on Danger's Instagram where she was on a boat with a group of people, a bunch of porn stars, Roquan Smith, um, the only black guy in the picture. The actual location of the image isn't clear, but according to her Instagram page, Danger, where uh, the party happened, Crab Island, Destin, Florida. Photo was taken down from Roquan's Instagram story, but of course it was captured because we live in a capture world. Come on, Roquan, man. And Roquan is a one of the best linebackers I've seen in recent memory, coming from the University of Georgia. He absolutely killed us two, I think it was two years ago. 
But come on, bro. You already missed a couple of games for holding out. Then you missed the game for personal reasons your rookie year. And now you're on the milk yacht. Come on, <laughs> man. Come on, <laughs> man. Y'all want to prime? Nah, we can just put that in the mail, though. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, he, it's he regular tripping, still, man. man. He tripping, though. He, I mean, yeah. And it's 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 the times that we in too. That's it. it That's the it times when it wouldn't be everybody black man. What up? He can do what he want to. He grown, but come on, man. Bad times. Supposed to be social distancing, man. What are you doing? He on there with porn stars, and I don't know if anybody seen any porn stars. <laughs> if anybody seen any of Abella's work, I understand why. I mean, if you've seen her work, is anybody? Am I gonna be the only person to say they've seen Abella Danger? No, we, you, we you just said. Only, only reason it's bad is because of the times. We oh, just yeah, said yeah, that. Yeah, no, I, I haven't seen it. I, 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 seen I would like though. to see it. I would like to see it. <laughs> best, best believe when it's in a mission, I'm going to Google what she's what <laughs> yeah. she talking about. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I'm not opposed <laughs> to seeing it at all. Okay, okay, here we go. All right, you guys ready to get started? The first episode of the family. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, all right, let's just get it going now. The first half is underway. First half, man, the hottest sports news of the past week, like we do each and every week here at the Full Sport Press Podcast. Before we get started, I am Jay ho It's your boy, Big Jeff. It's your boy, Weezy. What it do? It's your man, Coach Lock. Yeah, Lock. Where can they find you on social media, my brother? Man, everything's the same. Social media, Twitter, or IG. It's Lock underscore the underscore great. That's T-H-A. What you got, Weezy? I'm FSP underscore Weezy on IG, and I'm at How Weezy on Twitter. How that? Where you at, Jay? Uh, Easley 84 across all social media platforms. Damn right. And it's YouTube.com slash Jay. No, I'm just joking. It's your boy, Jay Hove, on Instagram and Twitter. Have a conversation with me on Twitter, man. How the kingdom looking, Jay? I asked you the long time. Listen, listen. How the kingdom look? Quarantine got the kingdom going crazy, man. We got <laughs> we're gonna let some people in, man. As soon as this quarantine over, we trust and believe. No, he lying. He lying. He lying. He lying. He lying. He lying. Speaking he of lying, um, we have YouTube.com/slash Full Sport Press. Don't forget to subscribe there. We're doing a giveaway soon for new subscribers, so please stay tuned for that, man. We got to get those numbers up so we can continue to get the people what they want with this Full Sport Press podcast. Guys, Definitely. let's kick the first half off, man, with some NFL schedule talk. The 2020 NFL schedule has been released. The regular season kicks off with the Houston Texans visiting the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday, September the 10th, tentatively, for sure. The opening doubleheader for Monday Night Football will feature um, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New York Giants, as well as Weezy's Tennessee Titans against the Denver Broncos on Monday, September the 14th. Let's break down our team's schedule. Let's kick things off with the hometown Tennessee Titans, Weezy. How do you feel about the schedule? Uh, I feel our schedule is uh, – people, people look at it and say our schedule is not tough, but our schedule is defensively tough. We got the – we got Pittsburgh, which always has a great defense. We have Minnesota on the road has a great defense. We, uh, we got to go to Jacksonville. Our, our division games are always good. We got to go to Texas at the last game of the year. So we got a we got a we got a good schedule, but a tough schedule. We got Aaron Rodgers, we got Big Ben. Yep. We got to play, you know, just teams on the road. But I think we'll be okay. You guys are featured on the big stage three times this year. How you feel about that? I know that was your best of the week. Uh, I'm excited. I feel like it's still a little bit disrespectful that we went to the AFC Championship game and we play. We need a. I mean, we got a Monday night game, but I don't think we would have had it. If it wouldn't have been the doubleheader on a Monday night, if it wasn't a double, if it wasn't a doubleheader on Monday on the first week of, of week one, we wouldn't have had a Monday night game. Here's the thing about that though, Weez, you guys only had one last year. Now you're going from one to three, so that's a lot, man. That's a big step up. Yeah, I know, but who? What do you have? You have, have you ever watched that second game of Monday night football in week one? I have. The Raiders usually always playing that second game. I always fall asleep on it though. Exactly. <laughs> Give me your predicted record, and we'll move on to the Bills. Oh, uh, we're gonna be eleven and five this year. Wow. Okay. Eleven let's, and five. Let's move on to the Bills, Jeff. How you feel about your schedule? Uh, we got a rough schedule, baby. We mm-hmm. gotta play every week on paper. On paper, we gotta play every week. Like, we gotta line up. You guys have. <laughs> you guys have four primetime games this season. Deserve all of them. Deserve it. Great year last year. Our fans travel well. 
They know we're going to be in the building. They know we're going to watch. Yeah, we came in second. <clears throat> pardon me. We came in second for the best fans in the league this year when they did the poll. So you know we got they got to put us on TV. Mafia travels, baby. One hundred percent. Give me your predicted <laughs> record. Uh, man, we got to go to Tennessee again. Um, got Kansas City. My goodness. Got y'all. Got San Francisco. Got Pittsburgh in prime time. Kyler Murray. I'm scared of Kyler Murray. No, you is Tennessee. Tennessee. I got y'all going eleven and five, man. One hundred percent. Had y'all at ten and six too, Jay. I ain't gonna lie, but eleven and five gonna be a stretch, Jay. Be, something gotta fall our way. I, I, I seen somebody gotta, said twelve and four for y'all, so they need to stop. Mm. They need to stop. Not. Whatever, whatever. They need to come you. off the hype train. Nah, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> Buffalo, man. That defense is loaded. Spike Lou knows about that, man. Listen, bro. That's low. That's low. I know. Coach, how you feel about our forty nine, man? Oh man. I like our schedule. We got a tough stretch uh, for about a month where we got to play the Rams, the Patriots, Seahawks, Packers, and the Saints all in a row and three of those games on the road. So those are always going to be tough games whether they're on the road or at home. Um, but I think um, some moves we made offseason and a little more experience, I think we'll be able to handle it. But uh, I still got us going 13-3 and three with losses at Seattle, New Orleans, and Arizona. I think we have no shortage of interesting matchups, man. But thirteen and three is, is spicy to say the least. I think we'll be fine though. That stretch is treacherous. I have us going eleven and five, um, just considering the fact that that division that we play in, the Rams, uh, the up and coming Cardinals, it's gonna be tough beating all of them and the Seahawks uh, two times. So I got us going eleven and five, but we'll be we'll be in the thick of things, one hundred percent. Feel good about our season. And I'm um, very excited to see what Jimmy can do this year with the added talent around. So how many division games you got us losing? Because I got us losing two. Uh, I got us losing three. Mm, so you don't think we're going to win the division? I think we'll win the division. Mm. I don't think we'll three losses? losses? Maybe, think, maybe one or two. We'll be 11 to five, though. Sure. I think Seattle got something to say about that, but that's just me. We'll see. We'll see. I would like to see it. I would like to see. Oh, I, I got y'all going nine and seven too, Weezy. Yeah, I got y'all going ten and six, Weezy. That's playoffs. Yeah, that's playoffs. Yeah. Ten and six is playoffs. You're right about that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. The mafia got to come here again, as usual. <laughs> you know, I, oh, go ahead. I don't understand that either. Like, we always got to come to Nashville. Like, they never come They never come to uh, Buffalo. Give me a chance to see them. Any hoozer. So, we all quarantine guys, right? So, we're at home. So, YouTube and Instagram and TikTok videos are everywhere. Floating around. So I'm pretty sure we all saw this video of a 53-year-old Mike Tyson. Great beard. In shape, though. Hitting the the mix. Speed looked impeccable. His trainer looked afraid for his life when that hook went by his face. There's rumors that Mike is prepping for some three-round exhibition-type fights. Kind of like Floyd Mayweather against Karate Kid a couple of years ago. Y'all remember that one? Yeah. Is that is cool, but there's also rumors that Mike is thinking about a slight return to the ring, full like a full fight. Should Mike do this? Is he capable of doing this? Depends on who he's Mike. fighting. Man. If he's fighting Butterbean, um, some of those older legacy, Lewis. <laughs> yeah, some legacy acts for sure. But getting into the ring with a young man. Something like that, man. Mike better set his ass on that hot boxing podcast <laughs> and feed them damn uh, them pigeons, uh, grow some weed, whatever the hell he got going on. Mike better stop playing. Him and Evander Holyfield are both talking about coming back. Evander said he's training right now. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Evander Holyfield is two, maybe three, real, real, real strong. I'm talking about if somebody <laughs> headbutt Evander Holyfield, yeah, it might it's be over. It might be done. Yeah, head ass, bro. I saw Evander Holyfield. He looks 65 years old, and he's not even close to 65. So I'm saying <clears throat> everything going on. Evander Holyfield better keep his ass smooth away. Evander Holyfield, you know when little kids, you hold a little kid, and they headbutt you like, <laughs> I didn't let a little kid do that, dog. I'm telling you, he in trouble, man. Evander needs a bag, though. They, they, now, they're saying it's a, <laughs> it's a uh, Australian promoter from Melbourne that's trying to get a $1 million fight. It's a charity buy. That's what they're saying. 
if he does that, he'll be fine. Because I ain't nobody out there fighting Cherry that's gonna be able to get in the ring of Mike Tyson, especially after seeing the videos that he's released. <laughs> <laughs> Man, dude, those like he's lost no speed, no power, none of that. Now he's not gonna be able to go 12 rounds with nobody that's been doing this consistently and young. But the question I have, how much would it take for somebody to pay you to go one round with Mike? Just get in the ring one round right now. How much would it take somebody to pay you? One round, I gotta last the whole round. Oh no, you just gotta go in the round. You mean you yeah, you could not gas out. You could not gas out in two what seconds. You mean you last? <laughs> if he hit no you, knock you out, you can't last. No. I, I'll go. I'll do it for about two million. I'll do it for two million. million? That's yeah, not enough, Jay. I'm not gonna let you do that. Nope. That's what I'm trying to say. And that's what I'm trying to say. Now this is what I'm saying. If it was a band of Holyfield, I'd do it five hundred thousand. That's what I'm trying to say. Because <laughs> I can get a band. I ain't bullshit. I might, I might just sneak a band. It's a favorite story. Muhammad Ali won his first belt. He done that down uh, Southern Listening. And he stood over Southern Listening and said, Get up. They're going to think it's fixed. I'll tell you right now. As soon as Mike step out, come out the corner, I'm down. You ain't even trying to look, you ain't trying to run like Martin in, in the time. None of that, Coach. Hitman episode. No, because he, he's a professor. He cut the ring off, step aside to side. No. Man, as soon as he started doing it, I'm down. I'm down. The first, the first head shoulder move he got, I'm out of there. You ain't worried about it, Mike. You got it. You better stay the That's hell out. Both of them better stay out of the ring because Mike. Mike good. Mike can take a knockout and he'll be good. Evander though, Evander, hey, all right. Okay. Yeah, he's be over with. But Evander need that bag though, man. Evander, he man, has so many 14 children. kids. Yeah, <laughs> he needs this. I'm running. I don't want no parts of it, dude. No parts. Mm-mm. Right, anybody let's anybody that cry oh, like Mike, my bad. Anybody that cry like nah, Mike did. And cry about letting the letting the devil out of letting the devil out of him and crying on a podcast like talks like that. You don't want to see that. That's a that's a man fighting something. Yeah. You don't want that smoke at all. No. All right, we're gonna move on to the NBA. Aaron Gordon, who's well known for his dunks and dunk contests. If he was under a rock this year, he was in the dunk contest and he lost another controversial one. Well, Aaron Gordon jumped over. Seven five taco falls and grabbed the ball from him in his hands and dunked it. Well, he didn't get the scores that he thought. You know, a couple of tens were handed out and some nines were handed out, and he wasn't happy about that. So recently, Aaron Gordon has dropped a song about it. Supposedly supposed to be a D Way diss track. So we're gonna let you guys hear a little of that track. Used to hoop in your combo so comfortably. Knew one day I'd be good and you'd come for me. Didn't know it would make me this hungry. Looking at your judgment and everyone's wondering. Brought the heat to Windy City. Did you see the damn coat? Saw you in the hallway. You say young and put on a show. Didn't know that's the cold but you're about to get rolled. Even Adam Silver told me I deserve the gold. Didn't get the trophy, but I got something to hold. These n- Forgive me, bro. I won't sell my soul. Big chillin'. Paint me as a villain. Now he jumped over the biggest dude in the building. God willing, the best and then I still am. All right. So I don't understand why he's doing his diss track and aiming it at Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade gave him a nine, but he wasn't the only one that gave him a nine. You had Chadwick Boseman gave him a nine, and you had uh, my man Scotty Pippen, who also gave him a nine. So is this diss track personally all the D-Wade? Was it correct to do the diss track or should he not done it at all? You damn not. Listen, you know what D-Wade did. D-Wade did this because his former teammate was Derrick Jones, who was the eventual champion. It was rigged. This, yeah. Aaron Gordon missed out on millions of dollars because of a, a friendship. It was a friendship bet. They <laughs> <laughs> should have won that, dog. Bars was trash, dog. That's the... We ain't even gotta talk about that. He should buy Aaron Gordon a car or something, man, for real. Because not let's like the bar, like just the bars is trash. But let's let let's go down the road and Aaron Gordon retires, right? He let's say he don't get a ring in it like that, but he could at least he could have said he won a two. He could win a slam dunk contest. He's supposed to win two. He can't even put that on the resume yet. Let's talk about the bars. So he did, you know, the song is hilarious. Be it's okay. Be, be real 2020-ish. Um, I think Aaron Gordon did a diss track, though, because D-Wade is a rapper now. Um, he released a single earlier this year, him and Ross and Udonis Haslam. 
Um, so at this point, it's all fair game. You know what I mean? They, they, the way said it was right. He liked it. You know what I'm saying? So, all right. So Ooh. I can't defend my boy. I'm gonna talk about Aaron Gordon first. The way he did it was great. I give him all credit for. It. He's sitting back, chilling in his backyard by the pool, all in the back. He's drinking wine. If you pay attention, it's Dwayne Wade's wine. So, you know, he threw a little head shot with that. My only thing is, why are we not talking about Scottie Pippen and Chad would give him a nine? I, Dwayne Wade didn't know they were going to give him nine to say that he rigged it. He didn't know that. They could have gave him a 10 and he still would have been fine. Chadwick Boseman didn't want to be there, dog. Chadwick Boseman yeah. is tired of throwing up the damn uh, Black Panther X, man. He's tired of that shit. <laughs> he tired of it. He tired of Wakanda. He, he done Wakanda. He out of there. But but Dwayne Wade was last. He was last a lot. He added the numbers up in his head. He saw it. He added the numbers up, dude. He knew what he was doing. The hey, main thing I'm, what Aaron Gordon got to do is ask for a trade. He's a special talent. I heard of a trade, three-team trade, Ben Simmons to the Warriors for that top five pick in Wiggins. Aaron Gordon going to Philly. I, I, I'm telling y'all, if Aaron Jordan, God forbid, gets hurt anything and or like his career or his career, like he don't get a you know championship or anything, that dunk contest is gonna come back to bite him. Cause like you, like he can he can judge, but he don't want to go judge it and you didn't win. You know what I'm saying? That's true. I see Nate Robinson walking around right now. He has a show on the Players Tribune called House Guest, and I like the, that show. the thing is a really good show. And what it says is three time slam dunk champion Nate Robinson. Aaron Gordon, as of right now, like we was saying, he stopped hooping right now. We don't know Aaron Gordon for anything but being a two-time loser in a slam dunk competition he was supposed to win. Yeah, he definitely should have won both of them, though. I give him that. He, he was robbed. I give him that. Yeah, but that's your man's, though. That's your man's, though. Before we get started with halftime, let's talk some NFL. Cam Newton is currently a quarterback without a home. Davion Clowney is also without a home. Newton was released late in the free agency period. Clowney was asking for too much throughout the free agency process as of today. Both may be sitting on the market for a while without any serious interest building up across the league. What should these players do? Uh, I think Clowney would be signed maybe in a week or two with everything open back up and he can go fly across the, he can go to different facilities and they check him out. Here's something in a week or two. Cam uh, Newton backtracking a little bit saying he'll take a backup job. He should have did that maybe a month earlier. He'd have been signed by now. But he's getting a little nervous. Uh, he shouldn't, though, because somebody's going to get hurt, he'll get a job. I just don't think he'll go to the position or the best position that he wanted to go to. Like, if he would have said, I'll be a backup a month ago, still wouldn't got signed. Because that puts us two weeks before the draft. Mm-mm. He still wouldn't have got signed. The Panthers, and I say this every week as we record the show, they did him a disservice not releasing him early like they did um, Greg Olson. Cam Newton is a starter in the NFL. He can start for at least 15 teams right now, dog. The disrespect of him being released so late in the fact of free agency, dog, is just disrespect for what he did to that, to that actual program. Of those 15 teams, two of them are represented on this call, and they're both playoff teams. He can start in Buffalo today. He can start in Tennessee today. Um, the rumors are that he is – getting whispers that he is coming to Buffalo for a year because Lord knows I want Josh Allen so far away from my team that it don't make no sense. But if this is true, I'm telling you, I thought I was bad in the group chat last year. Oh, y'all going to kick me out. You're going to kick me out every Sunday. Just let you know that now. Every Sunday. Don't even worry about it. Just kick me out every Sunday morning. Bring me back on Monday. I think that's a, I think that'll be a good fit. That'll really – Take y'all over the top of Buffalo because y'all already gonna be pretty good anyway. Does, does anybody not believe if Camden would have came out maybe a month ago said I you know I'm willing to take a backup job I work you know whatever, whatever say all the right things you you y'all not telling me Dallas Cowboys wouldn't have signed them for that one year deal? No, I don't think so. No, not at all. Crazy, <laughs> absolutely. Jerry Jones would have signed him in a heartbeat. Cool. No, in a way. The thing is with Clowney, though, I think Clowney's going to have to do a one-year prove-it deal, very similar to what HaHa Clinton Diggs did. Just to bet on yourself, dog. You're bragging on your game. You're saying whoever gets you will get the best version of Jadavion Clowney. Prove it. Bet on yourself. Stay healthy. Kill this year. And you'll get a big dog contract. He's still under 30 years old, man. He ready to rock. Come on, Tennessee. We need you. 
You guys ready to get started with halftime? Yeah, right, do, do it. it. We're at the midway point. Enjoy all of the halftime festivities. Halftime. We got another in case you missed it. And this week we have my and Jeff's football team, Florida State, Coach Mike Norville's policy. If you didn't know, he was on Chalk Talk with Charlie Ward and Coach Nova, who was the first-year coach at Florida State, discussed one of the changes he's implemented for his team. Now, the thing they have to do with the players, have to lower their hoods, take off any hacks, earrings, or earbuds when they're inside the football facility. So what happened was he had a freshman D-line that was walking in the facility. He had his hood on his head, and the coach told him to remove it. He didn't say it with an attitude. He just said, you know, take your hood off. And the player said, why do we do that again? Well, Florida State defensive tackle, who's a senior, Marvin Wilson, was walking behind the rookie. And he just said, because it gives you an opportunity to sacrifice for our team. What are y'all's thoughts on this rule for walking in the football facility? Some of it makes sense. I've heard, you know, what Mike Norvell does, he does this at every step of his coaching uh, tenure, did it at Memphis. Um, he's carrying it on to Florida State. Earbuds is a little too much. It's a little tone deaf. Got to realize that, you know, that's the way of the world. You walk around like that. But um, it just, you know, it's just going to make it tough for you guys. You guys always play a really, really crazy schedule year to year. So it's going to take two years for him to implement his style of football uh, to get competitive on a national level again. So that leaves another eight years to get into championship mode. We saw Jimbo come in and uh, turn around fairly quickly, but he was already on staff. So he got to, man, he got to deal with Clemson's and Miami's and Florida's. Man, it's gonna be tough for him. This screams a coach that never that coaches smaller schools. Um, this is the these are the type of things you ask your players to buy into when they aren't as talented, and you ask them to build that foundation and that camaraderie and that type of unity because you fight better together because you aren't as talented as the teams you play. So that's what it's telling me is that he doesn't feel like this team is gonna be talented enough. Because you line up, you know the people you got on the team are better than who you're playing against or can compete with who you're playing against. You don't have to play games like mind games like this for players. They're going to buy in regardless. They know what they're doing. You coach them well enough, they know what they're doing. This screams a coach that has never coached a team that is expected to win like Florida State, that is consistently as good as Florida State, and who is right there on the cusp of being good again with the coach we had last time. But because the popularity contest number one of them there, we had to get rid of the coach we had last year. And then we bring in the guy who doesn't want kids wearing hoods and earbuds and earrings. So now we're back into that type of coach. So welcome to the Project Florida State. We're here for a while. I understand it. I have no expectations for this season at all. So, but let's let's think it the other way. What if he gets everybody to buy into his system and he's talented? He should be unstoppable, in, right? If they buy into it, it's just like it's telling me that he won't. These kids gonna have to overachieve to compete. So to, that's why he's doing these type of things to make them buy into. We're a team. We sacrifice for each other. We do this type of stuff. Not because we're good, because we have to do those things to be competitive. If one player is saying, man, dude be tripping, I'm telling you, they're going to Clemson or they're going to Miami or they're going to Florida or they're going to uh, Texas A&M, wherever the hell they're going to go, man. They're not going because of a coach tripping like that, man. That's not going to be good for recruits. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the hoods, hats, I don't I, – That's I get all that. You know, but the earbuds, like you said, I agree. That's too much. I would like to know if he, what context he's doing. Like he's saying, if you got one earbud in, you got to take it out. Or if you have two buds, he wants you to take one out. Because I understand if you got two earbuds in, you walk in the facility, that I want you to take one out. Because if I'm calling you or we're trying to get your attention and you got the music up, you're not going to be able to hear. And I, I thought he would do okay. But doing stuff like this, this is not going to work. Even though he said he's not punishing nobody. I believe what he's really doing, though, I believe he really does think he's just trying to see who's going to buy in, who's going to listen to what he's saying to do. Because you could use that. Next year, he, this could be something that's not even in his rule anymore. But as a new coach, when you're coming in with new players, you do want to kind of see who's really believing in what you're going to do or who's going to be that person that kind of is the rebel, is going to try to go the other way. And he could use that to say, you know what, I don't want to bring you back. I'm going to let you transfer because you're not buying in. All right, man, we all ready to go on and move to the second half? Let's get it. Yes, sir. Go. The second half is underway. Full sport press. Second half, the 2020 NFL quarterback and wide receiver duo show. Before we get started, I am J-Ho. It's your boy, Big Jeff. I'm Weezy. What it do? 
It's your man, Coach Locke. Weezy, offenses in the NFL revolve around superstar quarterbacks and their pass catchers. The days of dominant offensive lines and running backs setting the tempo disappeared a while ago. The NFL is a passing league these days, and the teams with the top quarterbacks and wide receivers are always near the top of the power rankings. Looking ahead for the 2020 NFL season following the draft, we're ranking the top seven quarterback-receiver combos, highlighting the top two receivers for each team in the league going from worst to first. Let's start off with honorable mentions. <laughs> we put this list together um, with just the brain trust here at FSP. But the NFL Top 7 Series will always be with our listeners as well as ourselves. So anyway, the first honorable mention that we'll speak on is Phillip Rivers and T.Y. Hilton from the Indianapolis Colts. Now both of these guys are coming off a of down 2019, both by injury and inconsistency. Um, Philip Rivers is already planning his departure after Indianapolis to be a football coach. Um, and then with T.Y., he asked for a trade at the end of last year. So the offensive line is crazy, but this is a – I think this is a duo that's a little aged, and I think they have too many years. It's probably time to put them out the pasture, get the glue gun ready for these guys. <laughs> glue gun for Philip Rivers? Well, okay. Yeah. T.Y. Hilton? Mm-hmm. Yeah, T.Y. Yeah, yeah T.Y. got a good gun, too. This is the thing. You got to think, bro. T.Y. is dependent on a person like Phillip Rivers, who I think that arm is going to be jello by week five, 100%. Wow. Okay. Well, Phillip Rivers, his arm, his arm wasn't the, wasn't, wasn't the problem last year. Shit. He couldn't throw the ball deep, Weezy. I, I, I disagree. I disagree, Jay. Philip Rivers was throwing the football last year. Here's the thing. If he, if he is playing the quarterback position the way that you speak of right now, why is he not back in, in, in um, L.A. with the charge? Because he's old. But it, it's nothing wrong with his arm. It's not, like he, it's not like he can't make all the throws and he's jello. He can't throw the ball 20 yards. He can still throw the football. Philip Rivers will look like Peyton Manning his last year in, in uh, Denver this year, 100%. Oh, hot, 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 hot. Nah, he won't look that bad. Okay. He, can still throw, he, can, he can still throw the ball down the field. He can't. That's what I'm trying to tell you, Coach. He could not throw the ball deep to Mike Williams last year. They had to change the entire playbook for him to run slants like he's Larry Fitzgerald. Mike Williams is down the field. You got to throw the ball. He's he not going to look as bad as Peyton in Denver, what? dog. You just no. wait. Let's move on to our second honorable mention. Kirk Cousins, Adam Thiele Lee, the Minnesota Vikings. After back-to-back seasons with at least 90 receptions and 1,200 receiving yards, Thielen battled injuries throughout 2019. He only appeared in 10 games. As far as Cousins last season, it was up and down. Um, they depended a lot on Stephon Diggs, and he still uh, found a way to leave and come to Buffalo because of the, you know, the discrepancy between him and Kirk Cousins. How you guys feel about Cousins and Thielen? People, I think they're underrated in the NFL. I, I do. Uh, they play really, really good at home. I think he'll be, they'll be okay, but I don't know how dominant they'll be this year because when you lose a player like Diggs, it allows you to put more attention on Thielen. Like you said, he was a number two. Now he's going to be a number one. That light is different when you're a number one wide receiver and they double team it over the top of you all the time. It's a little different. Not saying he can't still break out, but I would like to see how he's going to play being that number one when all the coverage over top is going to be on you and all the likes are going to be on you, all the defensive playing that is going to be to you. Yeah, you know that, Weezy. You know it's different when you're a number two for your entire career and then you step in to be a number one. We saw that with Juju last year. It's a totally different world. All right, so we don't have any more honorable mentions. So let's get started with the list. We need to kick us off with number seven. All right, number seven, I got uh, the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, Dak Prescott, and the wide receiver, Amari Cooper. Dak Prescott with 4,900 yards, 30 touchdowns, 11 picks, and the quarterback rating of 997. With Amari Cooper, uh, 79 catches, uh, 1,100 yards, and eight touchdowns. Uh, and they made our number seven on our list, which I think is serviceable for them on that list to be number seven going into this year. Like, I don't. People don't think they can do the same thing they did it last year, but you got to realize that Dak and Cooper, they also had a thousand yard running back, too. I had a Cowboy fan tell me that Andy Dalton is probably going to end up starting for this team. So I don't know what the hell they're doing in Dallas. But um, <laughs> I think this team, 
I think this tandem is going to do great um, with the addition of uh, C.D. Lamb on the other side. It's going to help Amari on uh, the long run, uh, being you know taking some of that pressure off of him, and then having Gallup as well. So I think this is a great tandem. Something they've all been fun to watch. And those and that touchdown interception uh, ratio, I think, is going to go up for Dak. Maybe 32, 33 touchdowns this year. Maybe you know 11 to 12 interceptions. Maybe less. But that's going to have a really, really good year. He got weapons everywhere on the field right now. They paid Cooper already. Uh, we don't know what's going on with this Dak Prescott situation. That I don't know why they won't just go ahead and pay him. The thing I've had him so low on my list was because they disappeared when it was crunch time. Uh, you know, in week 16 against the Eagles when they could have made a difference in the, how the season went, they didn't play well. They didn't do what they had been doing the whole season. Amari Cooper, this was the best year of his entire career. And it had so happened to do that he was playing with Dak Prescott. With the week 16 disappearance, Cooper was injured. So, in turn, um, he gets a bad rap for that. But you add in C.D. Lamb, just like Jeff mentioned, this is going to be a crazy, crazy tandem. You add on um, Ezekiel Elliott and that great offensive line, man. I had this tandem higher on my original list as well. So, it's a good duo right here, man. Any other team, Deck would have been signed by now. He wants more money than Russell Wilson guaranteed, dog. He's not Russell Wilson. That's the reason why he ain't signed yet. All right, so moving on to number six on our list, we have Matt Ryan and Julio Jones with the Falcons. Now, last year, Ryan struggled. You know, he didn't have a good year like he did the year before. But Julio Jones was always Julio Jones. Um, you know, Matt Ryan threw for 44 and 26 touchdowns, but had 14 interceptions. Which I still never understand why Julio can only get single-digit touchdowns. As good as he is, he should always have double-digit touchdowns every year. Uh, but like I've said on this show, Matt Ryan does the same thing every year. He has a bad year. The next year, he has a good year. So I, I'm looking for them to bounce back and Matt Ryan having a good year. I agree 100%, Coach. I think this is the year Matt Ryan turns. He has his bounce-back year. Um, you already have those weapons at receiver. Then you have a solid run game. I, you know, Ty Gurley, I, I know people think Ty Gurley is hurt. But I'm more than one that's buying Todd Gurley's stock for this year. Um, you how Atlanta's going to be able to use him. And, you, and Julio Jones is Julio Jones every year. Like, you have to game plan for him. You have to respect him. You have to know what's coming. So he's going to get his, and Matt Ryan is going to bounce back, and they're going to be hard to deal with in the NFC South. Uh, I totally agree. Um, Julio Jones is one of the receivers like Moss, Megatron. Maybe. They're, they're just automatically going to be double-teamed regardless. And sometimes Matt Ryan knows he's double-teamed and still throws the ball up there to him and think he's going to catch the ball. So you got to have respect. you got to have respect for Julio Jones. I think they'll bounce back this year. I don't know if he'll have double-digit touchdowns because he's going to be double-teamed every single time he's on the field. But they move him around a lot where he'll be, he'll be available. Yeah, I'm thinking that people are overlooking uh, this pair. You can't look to the fact that you have 10 players that were drafted in the first round on this team. Man. Um, with Todd Gurley, with Hayden Hurst coming over there, you still have Calvin really helping out. Even though Matt Ryan, um, I think he's super mid. All of the numbers saw declines with Julio and Matt Ryan. So it has something to do with the running back. Devontae Freeman let him down last year. Todd Gurley doesn't step up, this team will be – um, and I think they'll blow this whole thing up. They were thinking about trading Julio at the end of this year. So it really is dependent on how good Ty Gurley looks um, as their uh, running back number one because Matt Ryan's super mid. Move on to number five. We got the newly acquired Tom Brady and Mike Evans with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, Tampa Bay decided not to sign back the best quarterback in franchise history, Jameis Winston. That's actually true if you look at the numbers. <laughs> he's the best quarterback in Tampa Bay history. Um, but you think about someone like Tom Brady, he's never had two receivers with 1,100 yards. Well, he has, but he hasn't been since 2011. And you think about what he has right now with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, they should probably both have 12 to 1,300 yards receiving with this offense, how it's set up. I didn't have this, this tandem as high on my list only because I think Godwin and Evans are going to cancel each other out. Like yards and receptions and touchdowns, like it's, it's gonna be hard to determine who's number one because they're both open. They're both open right now, and any any play any time you want. So that's just me personally. You guys, you guys, tell me what you think. The reason I wouldn't put them higher though is because the offensive line at Tampa Bay scares me. 
Uh, Tom Brady, we know he can't be touched. Anytime you put a finger on him, it's a flag, personal foul. But as we know, Father Tom is undefeated, and Brady's not getting any younger. So I, I'm afraid that somebody's going to get through that line and hit Tom Brady, and he's going to be done. In New England, he didn't get hit a lot, but he had a better line in New England. Even though you have a dominant wide receiver in Mike Evans and then you have a goblin on the other side, you got to be straight up to be able to throw the ball to him. Even though Brady's good enough to get the ball out of his hands fast enough and avoid those licks, sometimes that back side coming off that left tackle side is no matter how fast you can get rid of the ball because you don't see the line coming from that side. But if they can keep Tom Brady straight up, I think they'll be fine. Only reason I didn't have him like top three on my list is because they haven't played together yet at all. They they haven't had no they haven't had no uh, togetherness at all. But once they get together, they're gonna be fine. And one thing about Brady, God would do well because he can replace the slot. He but Brady he, he doesn't mind throwing that ten yard, five yard, fifteen yard route at all. He don't mind throwing that. He don't mind checking the ball down at all. He check the ball down all day long. That's gonna hurt Evans because Evans likes to go deep. He don't have no other route. Except in the red zone, he'd be great because he th- he can just throw up and go catch the ball for anybody. But Tom Brady loves to check the ball down. Freaking loves to do it. Made a living off of it. Got six Super Bowl rings off of it. I agree 100%, Weez, and I don't agree with you with a lot. Um, this is – I think Godwin will be the number one wide receiver in Tampa. He loves wide receivers like Godwin. He's going to be open. I mean, he's going to use uh, Chris Godwin just like he used Edelman, man. And Scotty Miller is going to be – a slot receiver who's going to use just like Edelman as well. So, man, it's going to be tough for Mike Evans. But I think um, at the end of the day, man, it's going to be uh, to really to see how good the running game as well is going. They don't have a running back right now. They got Ronald Jones from USC a couple of years back, and they got Keyshawn Vaughn who had to get acclimated to the system. So Ooh. it's going to take a while. But um, I think for sure who's going to suffer the most is Mike Evans. All right, I'm up next, man. I have Kyler Murray. DeAndre Hopkins at number four. That's the Arizona Cardinals. We guys, um, I got to, you know, with Bill O'Brien letting this kid go for basically nothing, I think he's the best wide receiver. Me and Jeff have been saying this for two and a half years, that Nuke Hopkins is the best wide receiver in the entire NFL. It's between him and Mike uh, Kango and Mike, Mike Thomas. The only thing that's going to kind of hamper this relationship is the fact that Larry Fitzgerald is still there. And Larry Fitzgerald has moved it to a slot receiver at the – 100 years old, if they can find a way to just implement a lot of plays specifically for DeAndre Hopkins, which they'll do because they're not stupid. You have to give all these shiny, bright toys. You got to use them. It's going to be a learning curve for uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I, I personally believe this is going to be top two most exciting duos in the league coming into the season. Um, Hopkins has done so much with so much less. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, mind you, him and Deshaun Watson were great together. I mean, of course. But, you know, before Deshaun Watson got there, man, there was insert random quarterback name here as his starting quarterback in Houston. So, if you think about this guy with an up-and-coming superstar like Kyler Murray is going to be with how the league is set up for us right now, man, it's going to be fun to watch in San Francisco, Seattle, and Rams. You all know this. This team will be there at the end of the night to see y'all, like, for real, for real. You got to score 20 to beat him. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't know if Kyler Murray been praying or what he did in the offseason, but he got a <laughs> he got a really, really good gift when he got DeAndre Hopkins because De- DeAndre Hopkins plays the slot, too. He can play the slot. They can move him around the field. And he don't drop the football. And he got a speedster that can, he, that he can shoot down the field. And that coach is an offensive mind. He's going to find a way to get, to get DeAndre Hopkins that ball in five, 10-yard routes and let him run after the catch. I agree, man. And DeAndre Hopkins to the offense is going to make it extraordinary. Like we just said, the coach is going to have so many ways to get him the ball. And like two years, I think he's had uh, eight drops in two years. And that was all in this past year because the year before he didn't drop a ball, which is crazy when you think about Robert Seaver in the NFL. Um, the only thing that scares me, though, is the sophomore slump with film being out on Kyler Murray. They're going to know a little more his tendencies. They're going to be able to scheme for him a little more. Not saying he won't bounce back, but we've seen what that sophomore slump has done to quarterbacks. All right, moving on to number three. Hey, Beast Boys, man. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers with 4,000 yards this year, 26 touchdowns. And 
four interceptions. Devontae Adams had 83 catches, 977 yards, and five touchdowns. And he played in the injury play gear. If Aaron Rodgers can get out of his mind about the Joe Horton, Jordan Love thing, Jordan Love thing, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Devontae Adams will be fine because Aaron Rodgers knows that, that that's his guy. That's what that's his best wide receiver on the hit. This that they'll be fine. Only thing I worry about this team is he just don't worry about Jordan Love because he's on the bench. Aaron Rodgers don't don't worry about him because he'd be on the bench. He'd be fine. I can respect that. You know, in, in all honesty, um, this team was one game away from the Super Bowl last year. Um, Still victim to the 49ers in that run game and that defense. Totally understand how most teams did. But, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, pissed off Aaron Rodgers this year. This can go one of two ways. He can sabotage that team, or he can have an MVP year this year. And a healthy Devontae Adams is going to help him shoot for that MVP, I think. And this is going to be something fun to watch. Aaron Rodgers, I think his production will slip this year because Matt LaFleur clearly likes to run the ball. He has a top 10 back in Aaron Jones. When Devontae Adams was hurt, which he has an, a serious injury problem as of the last two years, when he's healthy, though, he is a top five wide receiver. Not a question about that. The thing is, what you have to worry about is Aaron Rodgers getting in his brain, like Weezy said, like Jeff said, as far as focusing in on either making this team a Super Bowl contender or playing his way to uh, the West Coast and playing for one of the West Coast teams that he wants to play for. Um, again, Aaron Rodgers is great. I just think that I worry more about Matt LaFleur's uh, parent love for running the ball when you have a top two, top five quarterback of our entire generation. Use him, man. Throw the damn ball. Yeah, uh, I think Aaron Rodgers would be fine because um, he, he's one of those guys where he's a selfish guy as far as he's not going to take Jordan Love under his wing. But he's going to look at the front office like, oh, you want to bring him in to replace me? I'm going to show you why you wasted that draft pick. He's going to come out this year really focused, trying to have one of the best years he's ever had. So it'll make that Jordan Love pick look dumb to make the front office look dumb to show that he's still who he is. And then, you know, Devontae Adams, you know, he's still he's only three yards shy of a 1,000 yards. So next, moving on with our number two. We have Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill of the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, in the first two years of starter, we know Patrick Mahomes has done everything you can want to do as a quarterback. One MVP, one Super Bowl. And then when you have a player with explosiveness of Tyreek Hill, who's one catch away from taking it to the house at any point of time, he can break the game open with them between these two. Uh, and then when you add people to that, like Clyde Edwards and – Hardeman of wide receiver, you just give Andy Reid more options for the Kansas City Chiefs to do what they do. Now, with that, I think that could take away from Tyreek Hill production because you, when you have more options, you're going to spread the ball around a little more. But these the two are still a duo that scares anybody in the league. Must see TV, man. Um, I said that um, Murray and Hopkins are top one going to be the top two duos going to the league. This is number one. Like I, I'm a big basketball guy, but you know, of course, we all watch football. You stop what you're doing to watch Pat Mahomes and Ty, Tyree Hill. You don't care who's on TV, what's going on. If they got, if they have the ball, something spectacular can happen on any play. And you stop it to watch do that. You got the probably the best quarterback in the league right now in Pat Mahomes, and the fat one of the fastest guys the league has ever seen in Tyree Hill. He can catch the ball and make one move, and then you look at the back of his jersey. You gotta love it. You gotta love these guys. Earlier I said um, <laughs> D-Wade should buy Aaron Gordon a car. I think Tyreek Hill should buy Patrick Mahomes a car because uh, he's going to make – he's make Tyreek – Tyreek Hill is a gimmick. He's a gimmick on anybody else's team. But with that speed he has with Aaron Rodgers – I mean, with uh, with Patrick Mahomes, he he's never not open. Patrick Mahomes can throw the ball 80 yards down. He's never not open. He can throw the ball from anywhere, any angle. And he knows Tyreek Hill can catch and go to the house. So, with that speed, it's just dangerous. Good, you know, Merry Christmas to him. You're going to make a lot of money off of Patrick Mahomes. No, as well. Tyreek Hill would look like this in any situation, whether he was playing with Deshaun Watson, he playing Jimmy Garoppolo, he playing with Josh Allen. Tyreek Hill is the treat here, dog. He's a special wide receiver. Nuts to me. That's uh, crazy. Uh, Tyreek Hill is a dog in any situation. 
You wouldn't take him to Tennessee right now? What my God, would he? Would be? Yeah, yeah, you. Uh, yeah, but I, I think I think Patrick Mahomes and, and and that coach makes him ten times better. I do. I mean, I do believe that, that it's coaching that got those boys looking like that, hundred percent. But what I'm saying is, Tyreek Hill, bro, is a special wide receiver, and to say that he's only looking good because he's playing with Patrick Mahomes is a discredit to how good that kid. Okay, well let me let, let me be more specific to make my point valid. Okay, when the play breaks down and Patrick Mahomes running for his life and he's throwing off back foot, Tyreek Hill he 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 can get the Patrick Mahomes can throw that ball from any angle. Tanner Hill can't do that. Garoppolo can't do that. Like they can't they can't throw the ball on a rope with somebody on their leg like that. What I'm saying he throws about Tyreek Hill like that going down, falling down. It could be a touchdown. It's very it's very similar to how Chris Paul would talk about playing with DeAndre Jordan. He yeah. said. You know what, man? Playing with a person like DeAndre Jordan, long as I kept it in the arena, I was good. So I just throw it up. You exactly. throw the ball up to Tyreek Hill, bro. That is a service, and that is a greatness to show how good Tyreek Hill is. It's not a. I wouldn't say that you shortchange him because of that. He's throwing it at crazy angles because he's open. Because can nobody stay in front of him? Nah, dude is nuts. Fastest person I ever seen on the field for sure. Okay. All right. Let's move on to number one on the list. We got future Hall of Famer Drew Brees and can't guard Mike Thomas for the New Orleans Saints. Now, can't guard Mike is coming off a historic season of 149 catches last year. My goodness, that's a lot of catches. Um, and Drew, Drew Brees is coming back for another year of his Hall of Fame stellar career. Um, they were one game away from Super Bowl two seasons ago. Last year, they were close as well. Uh, they, put, they put the band back together. Bringing in James Winston behind him, this team should be fun to watch as well. Once that running back got hurt, uh, and they couldn't run the football, I really think he said, "Let's throw a two-yard route to uh to Mike Thomas, and then we'll, we'll pick up the first down like that." After the catch, he's a monster, but he don't go down the field. He doesn't do it. I think with this Breeze Thomas situation, as good as Michael Thomas was last year, he did that, and Breeze didn't play five games. You imagine if Breeze plays five more games, how that adds to his stats. Um, Breeze is still one of the most accurate passes out there that we've seen. So he's just going to come back this year and be better. And Alvin Kamara is going to have a better year this year because he's hearing all the talk of how he's not as good as he is anymore. He didn't have the year that we expected to have. So he's going to be coming back with a chip on his shoulder. So I think that's just going to make it even easier for Breeze and Thomas because it's going to open it up. Alvin Kamara, then once you try to stop him, now you're going to get a ball back to Michael Thomas. Um, I just don't see how these this duo won't dominate again, just like last year. You got to look at it, man. Drew Brees is 41 years old. He's declining. He can't throw the deep ball like he used to, but he's still one of the most accurate, like Locke was saying. I think he's probably, besides Steve Young, the most accurate and efficient quarterbacks in NFL history. Mike Thomas should have won MVP last year. What? 100%. Mike Thomas had Teddy Bridgewater. We're going to see how good Teddy Bridgewater is next year because he was throwing a Mike Thomas in. It was on every play. They knew exactly where he was going. It was between him and Jerry Cook. But they was throwing the ball to uh, Alvin Kamara in the flat, and he was hurt the entire year. Mike Thomas was that offense. He should have won MVP. And now you add in Emmanuel Sanders. He's the best volume wide receiver in the NFL. And the NFC South has, I think, maybe two or three of the really best uh, quarterback wide receiver duos with Drew Brees being back at 100%. As long as he's there, James Winston will get in there and he'll look just like Teddy Bridgewater because he's throwing to Mike Thomas, 100%. Special play. I'm just saying Lamar Jackson is MVP, though. But did Lamar Jackson lose some of his players? Did he lose a person? Did he lose Mark Ingram for five games? No. Did he lose any of his tight ends? Anybody on his defense go down? Mike Thomas lost his best asset, which was his quarterback, for five games, and the team didn't miss a beat. He also had a 1,000 yards rushing as a quarterback. You just said this man had 150 <laughs> receiving. I mean, receive, 150 receptions. That's something you've never seen before. That's true. I've never seen a quarterback rush for that many yards, either. Yes, you have. It's, it, not, it no, 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 it no, wasn't, like it wasn't far-fetched. It wasn't far-fetched. Vic was but very close to that. 
he was close, but he wasn't there. 150 receptions, dog? And Teddy Bridgewater's the one who's in? Only five games. I don't know why we I don't know why we played Teddy Bridgewater like before he got hurt. Teddy Bridgewater was good before he got hurt. I get that. Watch what he does in Carolina and throwing a DJ Moore. Watch you're gonna be like shit, man. Teddy, Teddy in in above his head. Sure, that, that can't go on. Don't, like don't do don't do Teddy any kind of way though. I don't I don't, I don't understand do Teddy Slander. I don't. He's not better than Cam Newton. Now oh, well uh, let's, 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 let's combine high score this year. Will it be Breeze and Brady or Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes when they play? Jackson and who had who, who who had a higher score combined? Jackson, Jackson Mahomes. Mahomes. I think it might be Breeze and Brady. No. Defense is better. Tampa Bay got an actual good defense. And Baltimore has a good defense. Yeah, Baltimore defense not, is gonna be locked down. Yeah, but not good enough to stop fucking Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. I don't think it's I don't think it's a defense in the league that can 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 stop Kansas City. They can contain it for you know three and a half quarters. Yeah. You gotta stay close, but stopping it is yeah. it's, it's impossible. Y'all see what y'all see what that y'all see what the NFL did and they had a, a game on uh Christmas Day. They placed on flex on the NBA. NBA better get right. Nah, NBA is just fine, man. NBA is I'm just, just fine. Yeah, it's it's too many games on Christmas Day for NBA. They'll be okay. I'll be watching yeah. football. They'll put, know you time, they'll put it in prime time against the game, the West Coast NBA game. It'll be fine. Yeah. There'll be three NBA games on before that. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. I'll be watching football. Cool. All right. And that is another episode. Episode 316 is in the can. Uh, make sure you guys go to youtube.com slash full sport press. Subscribe, man. Doing a giveaway soon. Get those subscribers up. So stay tuned for that. Fellas, another great time with you guys, man. Soon we'll be back in the studio, man. Fingers crossed. Now we're gonna be back in the studio. More than anything, man. How you guys ready to get out of here? You guys looking anxious, especially you, Reese. You got a donut for us, Big Doc? That's no. No, 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 no. They say they got lime donuts now. Key lime donuts. Uh, uh, no, they're not gonna give me with that one. They're not gonna <laughs> give me with that. One. Key lime, man. yeah. Key lime ain't nothing. I let y'all. I'm the only. Key, I'm the only key lime fan in the room. Now, nah, key lime is trash. I haven't, oh. had, I haven't had a sweet. It, Week and a half, man. That's not true, Weezy. Come on, man. Oh, it was no, last no, Friday. No, a week and a half would, is just not true as cap. You said you had a donut last Friday. What's today? Today's Saturday. So what that mean? Let's get out of here, man. You ran on my Friday every fucking time, man. Let's get out of here. Every fucking time you ran on my Friday. <laughs> he said it's a week and a half. It's a day. It's a week and a day. Um, tweet us with questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. <laughs> Don't forget to comment, man. Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page, on the iTunes page. Please rate and subscribe. More importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. Tell a friend. Don't eat no donuts. Tell a friend and go get your YouTube subscription and subscribe. Back to Weezy. Everything paid for, baby. Jeff. Camera's always on, brother. Coach Lott. Get a drummer song. The revolution will be podcasted. We are out. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Thank you for listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast. To catch up on prior episodes, visit the SoundCloud page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. The revolution will be podcasted.